Mi'kmaq elder and author Danny Paul has died. The Competition Bureau thinks that Canada needs more competition in its grocery sector. Post Media and Nordstar are in talks for a merger and former head of Mexico's anti-kidnapping unit has been arrested over kidnapping. Good morning. It's June 28th. I'm Nora and here are your headlines. First, we start with the sad news that Danny Paul has died. Danny was from Sumanakity, a Mi'kmaq community in present-day Nova Scotia. He was known for his activism and work for the Mi'kmaq people, but especially for his book, We Were Not the Savages. CBC is reporting that it was considered, quote, a landmark work, unquote, and it covered 300 years of Mi'kmaq history. Danny's goal with We Were Not the Savages was to flip the dominant white supremacist narrative on its head to say that actually the savages were the white settlers in how they lived and how they treated others. The book is in its fourth edition, and it's a must read if you're interested in Indigenous history or maritime history in Canada. I had the privilege of interviewing Danny at the end of last year. He knew that his cancer had spread at the time and yet was still so generous. He talked about his childhood and earlier activism and why We Were Not the Savages was such an important book. Danny was 84 years old. Next, Saltwire's Marissa Colton is reporting that Canada's Competition Bureau is worried that there isn't enough competition built into Canada's grocery industry. Profits for the three largest grocers increased by $1.2 billion from 2019 to 2022. That's a 50% increase in four years. So while the owners will blame inflation, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and mysterious supply chain things, it's clear that the companies have also set their prices such that they've been able to bump up their profits. Here's how Colton explains the Competition Bureau's recommendations to deal with higher prices. Quote, the report's overarching recommendation is that Canada's grocery sector needs more competition. It calls on the government to intervene to support new entrants, to encourage the entry of international grocers, and to introduce measures such as quote-unquote unit pricing, which would enable consumers to more easily compare similar products that come in different package sizes. Unquote. Of course, there is another option other than bringing in international grocery chains and the federal government liquidating itself to fund private grocery operators. They could operate a public national grocery chain. This is something that could happen, and it's a shame that it's not mentioned in the article. Next, to some very bad news for the future of media in Canada. Nordstar Group, the company that was created to purchase the Toronto Star back in 2020, is now in talks with Post Media over a possible merger. You might remember a couple of months ago, or was it a year ago now, that infighting within the leadership of Nordstar led to the company basically being split in half with one of the owners wanting to fold up shop and the other owner saying that he loved news enough to want to stick around and make it work. Well, now the two groups claim that the merger would protect each entity from the quote-unquote existential threat that faces the media industry, reports the Canadian press. Someone must have forgotten to mention to either of these massive hedge fund-owned companies that they very much are the existential threat posed to Canadian media. 
The merger would give Nordstar a controlling interest in the Toronto Star at 65%, but their shares would then drop to 44% in the new entity, effectively giving Nordstar and PostMedia an even split. A new corporation would be created to manage the paper's editorial operations. The Canadian press talked to journalism professor Emeritus Christopher Waddell about the plans, and he said he wasn't sure that the promises made by PostMedia and Nordstar would actually do what they're claiming it would do. It's not clear how the merger would produce stronger news media coverage for Canadians, he said. Now, PostMedia owns a huge chunk of Canadian journalism already. They own the Vancouver Sun, the Calgary Herald, the Edmonton Journal, the Saskatoon Star Phoenix, the Regina Leader Post, Montreal Gazette, the Sun Media Chain, and the Ottawa Citizen. The Toronto Star is one of the very few independent dailies that still exists in Canada, alongside the Winnipeg Free Press and Le Devoir, and for it to be gobbled up by Post Media would be an unmitigated disaster. I really hope that journalists this morning are all back-channeling each other, saying, okay, maybe now, maybe now is the time that we should fight back. Post Media, of course, is a right-wing. It is owned by three entities, a right-wing hedge fund from the United States, a right-wing guy from the United States, and a smaller chunk is owned by a German insurance company. They are in the business of making money, which is a real problem because news in this country does not make any money. Up until last week, the chairman of the board of Post Media was Jamie Irving of the New Brunswick Irving Dynasty. When Jamie announced his resignation, he didn't say why he left. The Toronto Star would likely be hollowed out to beyond recognition if this merger goes through. One only needs to look at the once mighty Montreal Gazette for a vision of the future. Christopher Curtis at the Rover has a heartbreaking look at how that paper is being hacked to the bones. They are currently operating with a skeleton crew months after another round of layoffs had been announced. Its new editor-in-chief, Bert Archer, and deputy editor, Lenny Lucci, are both leaving the newspaper this week. All columnists were told that they'd be off this summer, a decision made by Post Media. And finally, the Mexican government has arrested Gualberto Ramirez, the former head of the anti-kidnapping unit for the attorney general's office, when 43 students from Ayotzinapa went missing in 2014. Ramirez was charged with disappearance, torture, and conspiracy for having botched the investigations into the students' disappearances, reports the Mexico Daily Post. Along with Ramirez are charged eight soldiers, also with the disappearances. They are being held in a military prison, but are facing civilian charges. The students had been abducted by security forces and then handed over to a local drug gang. They then killed them and burned them, it's alleged. The motive has never been clear for the disappearances, but it seems that it might have involved the collusion between police, military, and drug traffickers. The investigations were so botched when they were first processed that many of the charges have since been dropped. Those are your headlines for Wednesday, June 28th. I'm Nora, and hey, I have a pretty big announcement to make. The Daily News podcast is being syndicated by The Real News Network. Now, if you don't know The Real News Network, they're an alternative left-wing news agency out of Baltimore in the United States. So if you are listening this morning because you are joining us from the United States, welcome to The Daily News podcast. I hope you'll enjoy your morning injection of some Canadian news and a couple of international stories that you should pay attention to. 
If you want, you can start listening to the Daily News podcast on the Real News Network's podcast. It will be released every morning at 10 a.m. EST. But if you like where you are and you like how it's working for you as it is, there will be no changes at all for us on the Sandy and Nora podcast feed. You can listen to us as you always have. So there it is. Make sure you share the podcast with all of your friends and family. Get the news out about the daily news. And of course, as always, you can let me know what you think. You can be in touch with me anytime. I'm always happy to hear from you.